After a week off, I'm back. It's Thursday, April 22nd, 2021. Welcome to the postmortem of the Lioneers first season, the hibernating Braves, and the playoff series preview of the Pilots and Dreamers. I'm your host, Ryan Chen. This is a Plus Basketball Weekly episode on Taiwanese Pro Ball. Yep, the playoffs begin tomorrow. Game 1 is at 7 p.m. in Taoyuan. Before we get started, I was a voting member of the Plus League Awards. The final awards are being scheduled to be announced on Monday, May 3rd. I will share every single vote I cast that week along with the finals preview. So far, the Plus League has announced Head Coach of the Year Roger Shu, Media Darling Garrett Tianlei, General Manager of the Year Chris Tsai of the Braves, Best Home Court belongs to Xing Zhu, Rookie of the Year Oscar Gogohao, Sixth Man of the Year Randall Walko, Defensive Player of the Year Hashim Tabit. Now on to the show. So as promised, let's get started with the Lioneers. They opened up at home in Xingzhu against the Pilots. They won in the late game thanks to the three made by Tianhao and the infamous confetti streamers being fired too early. But then they went on a 2-13 stretch that dropped them to fourth place for good. In the middle was their best game of the season coming off of five losses in a row, January 17th in Taipei where Julian Wright notched a triple-double as the Lioneers had their best shooting night up to that point in the season. Elliott made three huge threes in the fourth for the one and only visiting team victory against the Braves all season. But their malaise continued as they couldn't finish off teams in the fourth. Their only other win in Taoyuan against the Pilots who scored a league low 25 points in the first half. Then around Lunar New Year's in February, one of the biggest shakeups of Taiwan basketball this season happened. Lioneers released Julian Wright and picked up the recently released Brendan Dawson out of Zhou Tai in the SBL. General Manager Kenny Gao expressed that Wright has incredible skills and contributions to the Lioneers, but they need more scoring out of their import players. So on February 21st, Dawson made his Plus League debut in Taipei and wowed the crowd with high-flying dunks for 21 points and 13 rebound performance in the Lioneers' loss. This also coincided with their newfound dominance by Hashim Tabit. The Lioneers won four straight games starting March 1st at home against the Braves, while the Dreamers and Pilots couldn't buy a win for two and a half weeks. After their Saturday win in Taizong against the Dreamers, the Lioneers were down by just two games of the Dreamers after being down as much as five and a half. That set up the game of the year the following week in Shinzu. Tensions were still high from the Dawson Amigo collision two weeks prior, and the fact that these two teams played each other for the third time in three weeks, and finally, the playoff implications. During their second quarter, yep, the Jaron Young and Dawson altercation that we've talked about, where in the end, the Dreamers pulled off the victory with just six players rotating big minutes. The next day, the Lioneers, trying to keep hopes alive, obliterated the Pilots by 50 points, having to win the point differential for a chance at the third and final spot in the playoffs. Even after being eliminated, the Lioneers showed their heart in the final game in Zhanghua, making a big comeback on the Dreamers the day Hashim Tabit was handed his March MVP trophy. Nine Lioneers wins in a season that took 10 to get in, a few awards and a presumably a few more coming. I'd say this season was a success. Calvin Tenlihuan averaged the most points as the Lioneers local player and is in the MVP discussion. He played every game in more than 20 minutes in all but one. But his role on the team seemed surprisingly shifty. Also a 24-game player, Evan is still a lot of unrealized potential. He hit four threes in the second game and at least one three in the last six, but also has a lot of stretches of going cold. Sure, he can drive and dunk, but like I tell everyone, 
he can only drive right and is still rail thin. Oscar represents one of the most inefficient rookie scorers, but is also the most productive in many other statistical categories by average. Like Calvin, head coach Ling Wanlin didn't play Oscar through his struggles. Luoyi Sun is the most productive shot-blocking rookie, but he also is one of the most undisciplined defenders with his hands and elbows. He shows good hustle and I expect the scoring to come. Ling Mi and Tian Hong bring different skills and I expect their roles to grow in the future. The Lioneers will be on the market for three-point shooting wings and forwards, only the most expensive commodity out there. On to the Braves, the evil empire. They only had one bad stretch around Lunar New Year's where they lost four in five. They opened the season with six straight wins before the loss to the Lioneers at home, then finished the season with eight straight wins, averaging 111 points. They play deep rotations, which allows them to keep their rapid pace and be relentless on the boards. Before Tabi came in and took cheap shots at everyone, Ihor Zaisef in the preseason and the first few weeks was the most physically challenging player, but he backed off from that. Zewin Di committed his share of uh, fine-inducing fouls. The most tense moment for the Braves was March 7th, after defeating the Lioneers, Charles Garcia and Hashim to beat, gesturing to each other, Garcia with the, you guys are in fourth place, to beat having his hand low, you're too low for me. There was also one night after a game in Zhanghua where Jet posted his frustrations on Instagram about not being asked any questions in the post-game press conference. But that was kind of it for the Braves and storylines goes. They were the only team to hold opponents to under 40% field goal percentage shooting, and 14 games scoring more than 100 points is the most of any team. Twice had games where all 12 players registered scored in that game. As I mentioned in the Lioneer segment, the Braves only lost one time all season at home. Jackson Jr. has a legit case of being the most popular rookie if you ask the fans. He played in all 24 games, very secure with the ball, runs hard in transition, and is almost as efficient of a shot blocker as Lonnie Sun. Beast, Lewis, and Joseph Lin, all perimeter players who took more threes than twos. Lewis is the prototypical Brave. He's not flashy, you don't know how, but he's a really good player that you'd pick on your team. Joe is an agile defender who can swipe a steal or block a shot when you think you already passed him. And he can get as hot as anyone from outside. Winston is a real game changer off the bench. He can score or assist on every Braves offensive play against the zone if needed. The coaches tried but are probably searching for more development out of youngsters Josh, Zogoy, and Brendan Smart. Josh has a league tying 11 assists against the Pilots on March 14th but turned his ankle bad the next game. Smart is a productive rebounder and accurate around the rim but both of them lack shot making. Singletary had his 64-point weekend, Garcia ate the Lioneers for dinner in the early season, and Zaisef is the only player to record 2020s in two games. But the Braves' imports don't stand out as much as other teams because overall they're just so much better than the competition. I forgot to mention Beast was named Mr. Popular which was voted on entirely by the fans. He flashes his incredible feel for the game with dazzling passes, effortless transition game, and is the nicest guy on the floor this year. Not an official stat, but I'm pretty sure he's helped up the most opponents this season. Jet, Zhang Shin is easily the frontrunner for league MVP. 34 points in the opener and a newfound and accurate three-point shooting form. And he has the respect of a lot of import players for how good he defends. He's also the best mid-range jump shooter in the league. From watching them this season, the Braves can be better than you every single possession. 
and that's how they make comebacks and have 20 point blowout wins. They're sitting pretty with home court advantage in the finals to start May 7th. So on to the Pilots Dreamers. Both ended the season with 10 wins. The Pilots own the tiebreaker thanks to their Game 45 win against the Dreamers who played with only one import because of Jaron Young's suspension and without Amigo and Tank. Aji out with ankle injury and it turned out Walco was out with illness. The Pilots were without Davon Reed still hurt all the way back on February 28th and Kadeem Jack with discomfort in his left lower leg after the March 28th game. Let's start with the Pilots. On their 11 game homestand, they had three streaks, four wins, three losses, and three wins before finally dropping their final game to the Dreamers on February 21st. On the season series, they are five and three against the Dreamers, in large part to how much more athletic they can be with Reed and Jack. It goes to show they're valid because starting with the game they lost Reed, the Pilots were one and eight if not for that last win against the Dreamers. Not by a large margin, but the Pilots have the least road wins on the season with three. Credit to Puyren and the Pilots for being competitive in two leagues. Just one note about Puyren, they're making a late season push in their competition for a playoff spot, and the Pilots found quality imports such as Reed and Jack, and previously a player with the accolades of Willie Warren. The Pilots' locals have talent, but not as consistent performers. Sijiao deservingly is in the MVP discussion, 86 points in the last three games while absolutely obliterating his career three-point percentage of 37%. He was named the April MVP of the league. Angry Bird Peng Junyuan can still dish assists, but his shot is just yikes. Peng Peng Chen Guanchuan has offensive moves and shot making, but they're not always there. He also struggles to keep up defensively. Jackie Zhang Gengyu is a capable shooter, but on the season, he was just a hair above league average from three. Manuel and Chen Jinghuan look like good players at the forward positions, but of a lower level than the plus league. Young centers Ling Zhen and Sun Ziyao were not given hardly any court time in the beginning, but played a lot toward the end thanks to the injuries. Ling Zhen showed a little bit more fight and finishing touch. The biggest revelations for the pilots is Guan Dayo, the young guard we can't say enough good things about. He still is the defensive lock he was built to be, but also showed a lot of moxie all season with his footwork and aggressiveness with the ball. The biggest hole for the Pilots in the last third of the season has to be Quincy Davis. To our amazement, he played all of the first 16 games and then his back started to act up and he missed the last eight. He's a real defensive anchor, communicating with teammates, blocking shots, and jumping passes. While not spectacular on offense, he still presents a big catch radius on lobs for alley-oops and he's taken as many threes as his career, I'm assuming, and is hitting them at a high rate of 36%. The last player to discuss is the most interesting to me, Pilots' new import Jordan Chapman. Again, because of the injuries, he was thrusted into a high volume shooting role in just his second game in Taipei. Against the Braves, he was just seven for 27. But over the final stretch of the season, he worked his way into the Pilots' system and turned out to be a great fit. He has raised his averages tremendously. He ended up shooting on the year 40% from three, which is the third best among shooters with more than 70 attempts. He averaged 18 points in the regular season. Can he push it up to 25 in the playoffs? Taoyuan Arena has only been open for fans for four games, so let's see how they back their team up. Dreamers are headed to the playoffs with mixed feelings. They had their retirement ceremony for Garrett Tianlei while they dropped the final two games at home while playing the back end of their rotation. 
but they were playing shorthanded and had the last week off for extra preparation. Tucker ended the season as the points and assists leader of the league. He is the only player to record two triple doubles. And while his leadership and trust from the coaching staff had been valued, the fact is the team won four games, notably two Braves games without him. He can absolutely be an asset without the basketball, but late in games, he just needs the rock in his hands. Jaron Young led the league in steals and tied for the most games played by an import player with 19. He played in all 10 Dreamers victories and to me he's the MVP of the team and was a net positive in the totals even in the Dreamers losses. A 35% shooter from 3 with incredible athleticism but only 9 blocks on the season. Stephen Hicks hasn't found his outside stroke yet but is a very willing rebounder and a sneaky good steal threat. But give him credit, Hicks is the second best free throw shooter on the team and the best of the imports. Kind of like the pilot's anchor, Derek Lee Doway might be the most important player for the Dreamers. Even as a 10-year vet, he had a breakout season, not statistically, far behind the other bigs, but without Derek, the Dreamers stand no chance. He's a true embodiment of the iron sharpens iron by facing off against imports game after game. Kenny is an unsung hero of the team, listed at guard, but he defends forwards and big sometimes. He might not score a lot, but he can drive and get a few layups in the fourth quarter. Amigo, having a great season before the injuries started to slow him down, and of course the collision with Dawson. It was concerning that he played 44 minutes after that game. Like Ayao, he's another MVP candidate who shoots more threes than twos, though he might want to adjust that because he's a top five scorer from two-point range of the entire league. The Dreamers have a lot of small guards they're just testing to try their luck to see who gets hot. But I will say, JJ Chen does play with the most effort out there. Backup bigs Tank, Wang Boatsu, and Jonah Morrison don't figure into their game planning. The two rookies that will be counted on is Aji Ling Junji and Randall Walko. Aji, in 20 games played, only didn't make a 3 in 8 of those games, which seems pedestrian, but that includes 4 games he didn't take 1 attempt. For a lot of the season, he was a 50% three-point shooter, ended up 48.3. He can also drive and hit the free throw floater. Aji almost single-handedly got the Dreamers two wins as he scored more than 30 points in two of the occasions. As opposed to Tucker, Aji wants to go 100 miles per hour. Forward Randall Walko, Randy, might not get as red hot, but oh my can he do athletic things, and he's easily their best perimeter defender. Dreamers have a strong middle portion of the schedule after a slow start, but also drag their feet through the last third of the season. Obviously, both teams are heading into this playoff series with hardly any momentum to finish the regular season, but as the saying goes, you create your own momentum. Eight meetings in the regular season with a playoff series intensity will be heightened and the competition rejuvenated. How good of a basketball contest will it be? We'll see. Here's the rundown of the series. Game 1, Friday, April 23rd in Talyrin. Game 2, Sunday, April 25th in Talyrin. Game 3, Wednesday, April 28th in Zhanghua. Then if the series is extended, Game 4, Friday, April 30th in Zhanghua. Game 5, Sunday, May 2nd in Talyrin. Weekday games start at 7 p.m. local time. Sunday games tip off at 5 p.m. English broadcast for all games. That'll be me. Thanks for getting through this episode of Plus Basketball Weekly. I'm Ryan Chen, host of Taiwanese Pro Ball, signing off. See ya!